In today's episode, we will talk about the mandatory white privilege training class for teachers in San Diego County, as well as the rules that are for thee, but not for me. This is the Patriot Christians podcast where we are fighting the attack on the soul of America. I am your host, Davy Sloan. So the San Diego Unified School District is now mandating that all teachers must go through white privilege training. It's something they call white privilege training. This, of course, is not a surprise because this is the same exact school district that made changes to its grading system to combat racism. Black, Hispanic, and Native American students were failing classes more than the white kids. So instead of trying to help the failing students perform better, they decided to completely change the rules on the basis that students were failing because of racism. Final grades are now based not on yearly averages, bad behavior, homework being turned in late, or any other normal way of grading kids, but it is now being graded based on the quote-unquote mastery of the material. Now, it doesn't make much sense because grades, at least in theory, have always been based on mastery of the material. Because a kid that doesn't show up, doesn't turn in homework on time, acts up in class, and basically doesn't care in general, usually has not mastered any of the material, hence the failing grade. I will point out that the attempts to be anti-racist usually are in fact extremely racist, and this is definitely one of those cases. Now the obvious implication is that the minority students cannot be expected to show up to class or do well, so we have to completely change the way we grade those kids to give them a shot. This is racism in the name of combating racism. According to Christopher Rufo, back to the teachers in white privilege training classes, according to Christopher Rufo, teachers in the training course are being told that, quote, you are racist, and, quote, you are upholding racist ideas, structures, and policies. The course is started by forcing the teachers to admit that they are colonizers, living on stolen American land. That is literally how the course starts. The PowerPoint slide shown says that we must acknowledge the hidden history of violence towards indigenous people in an effort to move towards justice. Now, let's pause for just one second. Acknowledge... Hidden history? When are these things not acknowledged? When when are these things hidden? When do we not acknowledge and when do we hide the fact that we took land from the natives? It is literally drilled into our head at every single opportunity that if you are white, you are murderous and a horrible person because white people took away land from Native Americans hundreds of years ago. It is acknowledged, in fact, way too much with too little perspective. Every single country in history is, in fact, in a conquest in some form or fashion. For centuries and centuries before any white man stepped foot on this soil in America, there was a fight for the land. There's always been a fight for the land. Now, does this excuse the sins of the white man? Absolutely not. No, it does not. Okay? But it does mean that our quote-unquote reckoning with history must include the actual history, not just the history of the sins of the white man. Or else it in fact is not a reckoning with history at all. It is just an attempt to target or scapegoat a specific race of people. 
It is, in fact, racist. This is racist. And, by the way, there is absolutely no such thing as, quote-unquote, Native American land. They were not one group. They were not one people. The Native American tribes did not see each other as being one. They were warring tribes who killed, enslaved, and tortured one another for centuries. If any land was, in fact, stolen, then it was actually stolen from the group that stole it from the group that lived there before. So if we're going to truly call on history to put all the blame and guilt on the last person to steal the land, it's absolutely ridiculous. And there you have it. There's my two cents on the idea of blaming the white man for being colonizers in America. Alright, back to the teachers in the training. The teachers in the training will reportedly experience guilt, anger, apathy, and closed-mindedness because of their white fragility. That's in quotes. The trainers tell the trainees that, quote, they are racist and must commit to become anti-racist in the classroom. The teachers are told that they are part of a, quote, oppressive power structure, and that, quote, white people in America are in a position of power, and that, quote, white teachers are able to thrive in America. Finally, teachers are told that they must confront and examine their white privilege and acknowledge when they feel white fragility and teach others to see their white privilege. So not only must they acknowledge that they have white privilege in America, but they must tell others when they feel this white fragility and white privilege. They must then, quote, turn their schools into activist organizations. Now, first of all, there is one very easy way to end all of this madness, to end the madness in San Diego County, and which will probably spread into so many other counties, so many other school districts. There's one way to end it. We need just one white employee to step up and file a racial discrimination lawsuit. Now, of course, there's no guarantee that this lawsuit will go through because people at every level of government are corrupt. But it should be an absolutely amazing case. If you just look at what's happening, you have an employer single out an employee by race and subjecting them to degrading and embarrassing treatment and requiring that they must accept and embrace this treatment because they deserve it. That's just so illegal and so indefensible and in violation of every single racial law and regulation, that it shouldn't even require hardly any effort to win that case. It doesn't matter what you fill in the blanks with, but you shouldn't have an employer saying, you are a fill-in-the-blank race, therefore, you are this fill-in-the-blank adjective. Just imagine if it was switched to a black person, a Hispanic person, or a group of female employees. And there you have it. You know exactly what would happen if that happened. The person, the employer would get fired, fined, sued, and they would lose all their, their basically their life. But of course, it's not going to happen because the white people are bad. On another note, videos have been released of restaurant owners defying state orders to lock down. And one specific restaurant owner getting emotional because her restaurant's outdoor dining was shut, shut down right next to her. A movie studio was able to cater and eat outdoors as a slap in her face. This is in the Los Angeles County, and it is absolutely infuriating. I have one question for you to the Los Angeles County people in charge. If outdoor dining is truly dangerous, then why would the city allow these people to eat outside while filming the movie? On the other hand, 
if you're going to allow them to eat outside, then outdoor dining must not be dangerous. So if outdoor dining is not dangerous, then why is this lady not allowed to open up? That makes no sense. On the other hand, the LA mayor, Eric Garcetti, officially made it illegal to travel, drive, bike, walk, or even go outside at all, save essential trips. This is insane. Do you really think that a biker is going to be going around spreading COVID? Do you really think that? Do you really think that going for a drive, literally going for a drive where you are in an enclosed space with people of your household, of your family, or close friends, do you th really think it's going to spread COVID? Why are you locking people up in their homes? This mayor is saying that if you go out for a drive with your family, it is dangerous. And he's telling us that we can't do it. The people in Los Angeles can't do it. In fact, he is even going to try to give you a misdemeanor if you do. Now, I will say that the coronavirus numbers are, in fact, definitely going up. And this is probably because of the extra travel around Thanksgiving. And you should try to stay safe if you're in danger. This is, I will say, this is a real virus. I'm not saying it's a fake virus. This is a real virus that we know who it targets. It targets people that are older or people that have pre-existing conditions. So I'm, if you fall into either of those categories, I'm telling you, please, stay safe. There should be, in fact, a standard for everyone across the boards. And this is what standard I'm proposing. Be smart and make smart decisions. That's it. Now, if you fall into the category of people that have higher percentage of death from COVID, by all means, your smart decision would probably be not necessarily to quarantine yourself, but to stay indoors most of the time. And if you feel the need when you go out, wear a mask. Now, for me, don't tell me that I need to quarantine myself and wear a mask. I'm a young man. I have no pre-existing or underlying, underlying conditions. And the smart decision for me is just not to worry about it. You need to let everybody make their own decisions because that is what freedom is all about. The problem with all these rules surrounding the coronavirus is not necessarily the rules in general. The problem with all these rules sur surrounding the coronavirus is that the people making the rules are not following the rules. So many of these rulers, basically, virtually 100% of them are Democrats. Basically, making these the people making these rules have been caught breaking their own rules surrounding the coronavirus. If they were actually scared of the Chinese virus and were following their own rules out of fear, then it might be a little bit easier to buy into the rules that they're proposing. The problem is that they realize that their own rules are absolutely ludicrous. If there, is abs if there is just one pattern that we see among all of the most locked down counties and states, it is that there is a sense among the elites, among the rulers, that the rules that they make are for the subjects, not the citizens, but they probably refer to them as subjects. But the rules are for the subjects, not the big men in charge. For example, the mayor of San Francisco said that the city will be making more restrictive action to, quote, save lives. 
One question for you. If you truly believe that, then why were you caught at the French Laundry? Seriously. Will she ever answer that question? The mayor that wants her citizens to stay home and literally not do anything fun at all for the holidays just went to the same restaurant that, by the way, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, attended the night before. The, just the night before. And then later on, he said in a whole speech that he was sorry. And in the speech he gave, when he issued his very weak apology for attending the restaurant, he mentioned, and most people kind of went over it, but he mentioned that he had been out to eat three times since the lockdowns. So he said, oh, I'm sorry about going to the French laundry, to that restaurant. Oh, by the way, I've been out three times. You just don't know it. He, 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 I'm the big man in charge. I can do what I want. Another story like this is actually very infamous story by now. It is a story of the mayor from Austin, Texas, who is, by the way, of course, a Democrat. He put out a video on Facebook and other social media platforms telling everyone in his city to stay home. He told them not to go out. He told them they're going to be put more restrictive orders to stay quarantined, to stay inside. The problem is he literally made that video from Mexico. He was he had just come from a party for the marriage of his daughter. The wedding reception for the marriage of his daughter had 20 people just after a much larger marriage ceremony for his daughter. And then right after that, he decides to tell all of his poor citizens that they need to stay home and not see anyone. So why do we as conservatives, and not just as conservatives, as anybody that can think for themselves, why do we not follow these rules? Well, this is because the people that are in charge of making the rules are not following the rules themselves. Now, I will say, I do believe that Gavin Newsom, the mayor of San Francisco, the mayor of Austin, and so many other politicians that are breaking the rules, I think they're doing the right thing. I do. I believe that all of these people are making smart decisions for their families. I think they're making smart decisions for themselves. But the problem is not them breaking the rules. The problem is that they will not allow their citizens to make smart decisions for themselves either. Nobody's going to take the rules seriously if they themselves aren't going to take it seriously. But they make these rules because they don't trust us. And as we talked about before, freedom, liberty, is about trust. There's a reason why when a prisoner, or when somebody is put into prison, their liberty is taken away. They're told where to stay. They're told what they can and cannot do. It's because people don't trust them anymore. And whenever you don't trust somebody, you take away their freedom. You take away their liberty. So these people think that they are capable of making smart decisions, but we as the citizens of America, we the people, are not. But of course, we aren't going to take these rules seriously if they're not going to take it seriously themselves. So they completely lock us down, and then they wonder why we get such COVID fatigue. They tell us, keep you know, at first they're telling us the 15 days to slow the spread. And guess what? We're still in those 15 days to slow the spread. The spread, in fact has been slowed as we've seen there was no spread in the first place but 
they're going to keep putting this out. So if 15 days to slow the spread has now been well over nine months, Joe Biden recently said that he's going to make us wear masks for 100 days the day he's inaugurated. That that's going to be his first thing to tell us to do, which probably won't get passed into law, obviously, for obvious reasons. But that's what he said he's going to do. So if at first it's 15 days to slow the spread and it turns to nine months, he's telling us 100 days of wearing masks, 100 days of taking away our freedoms, taking away our right to choose that's that's going to be years. And that's going to be forever. And they're going to try to keep this going down forever. And of course, like I've said before, we need to stand up to the tyranny of the government. We need to stand up. We, the people, need to choose that we're not going to take it anymore. We're not going to wear that our mask in public. We're not going to wear our mask in the grocery stores. Now, of course, you know, be smart about it. For me, I go into a grocery store and I don't wear a mask. I don't while I'm shopping, I do not have my mask on, although I live in California, and grocery stores say that you're supposed to, but I don't, and nobody really has a problem with it most of the time, but whenever, you know, I'm going to check out, or whether I go to a fast food restaurant, and I'm ordering, and I'm talking to a person, a cashier, I, I put my mask on, just because I don't want to make anybody else feel uncomfortable when I'm talking to them, because I don't know what kind of condition they have, I don't know if they have diabetes, or, you know, all these asthma, I don't know. So I do put the mask on. I'm smart about it. But as just in general, until we the people stand up to the government and say no more, until we say we're not going to take it anymore, we're not going to um, comply with your rules, with your mandates. It's not law, it's mandates. We're not going to listen to you anymore. Until we do that, they're just going to keep it going. To finish off this episode, I'm happy to announce that I will be doing live Instagram videos. I'll be taking questions about literally anything, whether it's political, whether it's, um, you know, the question about the Bible, religious, I'll answer anything that you give me to the best of my ability. If you're not able to be there live, I will post it so that you can see it. So send me in your questions at the Patriot Christians Instagram page, or you can come to the live event where I will be taking your questions live. I will be giving out more details about that in the coming days and weeks. Hopefully this will be up and going on a regular basis in January in the new year. Thank you so much for listening to the Patriot Christians podcast today's episode. I'm your host, Davey Sloan.